0: This episode is brought to you in part by Regent College, Vancouver, Canada. Experience God's call to a life more abundant with our one- to two-week summer courses. Sign up today at rgnt.net slash summer.
1: Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. Uh Uh I want to get into it, man, you know. Uh Like, you know I'm the man, don't you? Uh Can I count it off? Uh One, two, three, four listening to The Church Politics Podcast with Michael Ware and Justin Gibney, where you can get in-depth political analysis from a Christian worldview. Transcend partisanship and political ideology with us as we seek true discipleship in the public square.
0: This is The Church Politics Podcast with Michael Ware and Justin Gibney. I'm Michael Ware. Justin, good to be with you.
1: Good to be here, man. There is so much going on in politics right now. Uh, there's, there's certainly not a lack of uh, a lack of information for us to be talking about. I'm really excited about uh, making sure all our folks are informed as usual.
0: Yeah, it, we certainly have a lot to get into. Update, folks, on the race. Some significant news on the international front. But first, Justin. Wanted to be able to give folks a preview of something that's coming up later this month. Uh, Do you want to tell want to tell the folks about March 23rd?
1: Absolutely. So on Monday, March 23rd, which is the day before the primary vote uh, here in Atlanta or in Georgia in general we are having a faith in politics forum, which is kind of like a faith in politics rally. We have performances coming from Tadashi, Preston Perry. We're going to have a panel of Christian elected officials. Myself and uh, Michael will be talking along with others. And it's really going to be a time for Christians to come together, kind of regroup and get excited before we go out and vote on that Tuesday. So we're really excited about this. Uh, we we had a faith in politics forum in Chicago uh, last year that went really well. And so we're looking, for to this one as well. So for all those folks in Atlanta, make sure you're at this event. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. should be Should be a great uh, a great event, Justin. You know, so we'll be doing that event the day before uh, Georgia's able to vote uh, and, and have their their voice in this process. Uh, last week, South Carolina uh, had 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 their chance. Uh, And gosh, it was a resounding win for uh, the former vice president. I mean, just just to give folks a sense, you you know, going into South Carolina, Senator Bernie Sanders was coming off a really significant victory in Nevada. uh, And the former vice president had cast basically all of his hopes uh, on winning South Carolina. Uh, His campaign had sort of steadfastly said From the beginning, you know, wait till South Carolina. That's a lot of pressure to put on a state. But South Carolina came through. uh, uh, He almost won 50% of the vote. He won across almost every demographic category, whether you're talking about ideological preference. He won the black vote. He won the white vote. He won uh, the vote. Over forty-five, the vote under forty-five, the, the only category categories. Well, I shouldn't say the only because there are a lot of different ways to uh, slice it. But two of the only categories I saw the vice president losing in. He lost among religiously unaffiliated to Senator Sanders, and he lost among voters under thirty. Uh, that that is core core base for Senator Sanders, but. Now, Justin, we're, we're looking at a race where the former vice president has has some momentum back. He, he, he's, he's been looking pretty strong. He heads into Super Tuesday, uh, just a, f- a handful of delegates behind Senator Sanders. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other developments in this race. But but what do you think about Senator, uh, uh, I'm sorry, former Vice President Biden's uh, victory in South Carolina? And, and what do you think the future holds for him?
1: Oh, it's a game changer. Um, very simply, uh, Biden showed out, man. He showed out in South Carolina in a way that really changed what was going on. You know, going into South Carolina, as you kind of mentioned, it looked like Bernie Sanders was just going to run away with this. Um, and I still he still ends up in the lead and it may, you know, uh, Biden's going to have to really keep performing to, to catch up with him and, and to stay kind of uh, close to him. Uh, but South Carolina saved his campaign. I mean, there are a lot of people wondering, hey, last time we talked, I think we even talked about, hey, is Bloomberg going to be the one to kind of replace replace Biden? Um, you know, you get you have a performance like that. And now Biden is kind of pulling away from all the other uh, so-called moderate candidates. And that's what this brings is it's really it gives him the ability to pull away. And, you know, on the Sanders camp, they got to be a little bit worried because some people were even almost acting like Sanders could win uh, South Carolina. And so when when Biden comes through and almost gets 50 percent of the vote, which is huge, you know, nobody has p- performed like that in any of the other, in any of the other primaries. That's a big deal. He made a huge statement. He said for a long time, as you mentioned, that this was going to be a firewall uh, And even they almost kind of uh, backed away from that claim. But it ended up ended up being just that uh, great performance. I don't know that they could have asked for more and really puts him back in the game and gives him some le- legitimacy and momentum going into uh, Super Tuesday. And that's gonna, that's a really big deal going back into that uh, to that big vote.
0: I don't think we know what's going to happen on on Super Tuesday, just because there's not going to be any good polling that is able to capture uh, the effect of South Carolina. Uh, As we're going to talk about, the composition of the field has changed. And so Bernie definitely has some structural advantages. Uh, This race would look different if it was Florida voting on Super Tuesday and not California, where where I think Bernie's going to rack up uh, uh, an advantage among delegates. That's going to be hard for Joe Biden to make up on Super Tuesday alone. But then it, it, if Biden's able to stay within you know, 200, 250 delegates, then you head to Georgia, you head to Florida. I think Pennsylvania, much like it was in 2008, Pennsylvania uh, could be the make or break a uh, state it could be in, incredibly pivotal uh, in in april uh so yeah I, I was i was i know i've said this already but, but the biden campaign put a huge target on south carolina and every other candidate in that field knew that they had the opportunity to get biden out of the race i think I think potentially, mm-hmm. if he would have gotten a close second and everybody else was far behind, he could have stayed in. But basically, if Biden did not win South carolina uh his his campaign was going to be over and for them to to sort of be resilient enough to to not just survive but to to thrive <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to really be dominant is incredible.
1: And you have to mention the role that Jim Clyde, Representative Jim Clyburn played in that conversation. So the day before, oh, a couple man. of days before, days before the actual vote, uh, Jim Clyburn, who is I mean, that's he's the man when it comes to South Carolina politics. He came yes. out and he endorsed Biden with perfect timing. And I was talking to one of my friends who's a politico from South Carolina, and he said it was such a big deal what Clyburn did because there was just too much going on in in the in the state. There were too many yeah. um folks running, you had Steyer and others throwing out all this money. And he was like, people were just like, this is too much. It it just got to be overwhelming. So the timing of what Clyburn did got people together to say, okay, let's group together and actually uh, let's go out and vote, vote for Biden. And so that was a huge part of what we saw happen. Now, I know many of you will probably be hearing this After Super Tuesday, maybe even on Super Tuesday. And I want to explain a little bit about what we're talking about when we say Super Tuesday. So Super Tuesday is a really big uh, primary day because there's 14 states that vote on Super Tuesday, and that's including California, which is obviously a huge state, Texas, North Carolina and so on. There are a total of, I think, about 1300 delegates that will be allocated on Super Tuesday. So after Super Tuesday is over, almost 40 percent of the delegates will have been awarded. That's a big deal. Um, I think, you know, the person that's going to win is going to need, I think, 1900, almost 2000 delegates to get the nomination. So when you see 1300 delegates going in one day, you know, it's a really big deal, not to mention just California itself, which you mentioned is 416 delegates by itself. That goes again into the conversation about um, uh, Sanders and Biden. Once they're going head to head, if Sanders can really pull off a huge win in California, it's going to be pretty hard for Biden to make up. Not impossible, but it's going to be pretty hard for him to make up. So Super Tuesday. There's a lot riding on this. You got people like uh, Bloomberg, which, you know, we, we we can get into that conversation, I guess, now. Who's put a lot of money into Super Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't qualify. Meaning, he didn't sign up in time to get on some of the other ballots leading up to uh, Super Tuesday. But he put a, I'm talking about millions and millions of dollars into Super Tuesday, and Michael. How much did that Nevada debate hurt him? Because it looked like that he could steal what was going on with with Biden. But after that ne- Nevada debate, where he just did not look like the guy that he's been portrayed uh, to be in those ads, I think it could have hurt him and maybe possibly knocked him out of having a big day on Tuesday.
0: Oh, I think it was. I think it was deflating, Justin. Uh, it, it was everything was set up for that moment for him to sort of white knighted uh on on that stage and what was a field that was uh that was that was really uh divided that there was a lot of confusion as you mentioned in south carolina uh but i think you know it's the it's the delusion of uh of frankly you know folks with bloomberg's level of success business success but then also just the the Money and and power to to, to think that he was going to march onto that stage and sort of be able to rely on uh, some talking points and the fact that he built a business and that that no one was going to say anything about the fact that he you know was speaking at the Republican convention in 2004 in support of George W. Bush, like the fact that he was. And again, remember, this is a Democratic primary, so that's going to have a that's going to have an impact. Or mention the fact that he wasn't a Democrat until a handful of years ago, or mention the uh, impacts of some of his policies in New York, including stop and frisk, or mention the fact that uh, he had these NDAs signed with women as a result of as far as we could, as far as we know at this point, primarily sort of a um, a a uh, in an environment of sexual harassment, though there are no specific sexual abuse charges, but an environment of sexual harassment that calls a lot of Democratic primary voters' minds uh, exactly the kind of thing that we've been railing on Trump for since the access Hollywood comments. And so so, yeah, I mean he, I think he's been pouring a ton of money. Not only that in advertising, but his staff is just enormous, and uh, you and I both have uh, know so many people who are working for him. Uh, but but yeah, there, there's there's a, a I don't think he's on a on a path to be the nominee. I do still think Justin that there's a chance that his role is is pivotal in some of the states that aren't able to get as much attention from the candidates on Super Tuesday. So I think like north Dakota votes on on Super Tuesday. I think you, you know there there are, you know the big states that the candidates haven't gone to are Texas, California, Virginia. I, I, I'm I'm worried that Bloomberg pulls you know, 10-15% of the vote and really give Sanders a boost. So that's still possible. W- what I don't think is, is going to happen is uh, that the Democratic Party nominates Michael Bloomberg as its nominee. And that Nevada, uh, that Nevada debate, as, as you said, was just absolutely critical.
1: It was bad. And it, it also went to show the importance of the process. So, one of the yes. things that, it's, yes, uh, that yes, he's yes. been able to do is circumvent the process. So, he circumvents the process and he goes into this uh, debate. And is just not prepared. He's not sharp enough to deal with these folks who've been going back and forth for months and months and months. And he just wasn't ready. He just wasn't sharp enough to do it. Uh, it also kind of showed off this attitude where he came off fairly smug. Right. He didn't come off uh, the second debate, maybe a little more. But the first debate, he didn't come off as somebody who was willing to apologize and be humble about the mistakes he made. I think when he was getting beat up, man, he just kind of he kind of turned to being a little bit smug, and it didn't come off well at all. And you just wonder all those folks who kind of came out for him really strong, and some of them put their putting their names on the line. I know they saw that, like, oh man, you, this this can't be life, right? This 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 can't really be happening right now. You no,
0: know, Justin, you gave such a helpful overview of Super Tuesday. One other thing to add, just as we move in the conversation about the rest of the field. Now, one of the reasons why the conversation about uh, you know who's dropping out, who should drop out, is 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 critical, is because one of the ways that the Democratic Party awards delegates uh, is based on something called a fifteen percent threshold. And so, in a lot of these states, in these states generally, if you don't hit fifteen percent overall, and then at the level of congressional district, you get no delegates. Yet if you know, three or four candidates hit the 15% threshold, then that means the delegates have to be divvied up uh, among all of those candidates. And so, you know, the Tuesday, as, as you're watching, as folks are watching, the results come in. Who wins states? That's important for momentum. Uh, if you win a state uh, in terms of the popular vote, generally, that means you're going to get more delegates. But really, it's about the delegates. Uh, and so there are so many factors that go into that. Uh, just one of those factors is, uh, who's still in the race, uh, when we get to, when we get to Tuesday. And uh, I think we saw on Saturday night, Tom Steyer, who would put a lot of his own money into, uh, the race, uh, who would put a significant focus on South Carolina. And not too long ago in the polling, uh, was, was pulling 15, 20% of support. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he actually ended up below the 15% threshold, uh, which is I think a major reason why, uh, that, well, w- which is the, 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 the driving reason of why, why he, uh, why, why he dropped out. And then on Sunday night, we saw mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, drop out, there are there's reporting that there are conversations between the Buddha Judge and the Biden campaign about uh, how Buddha judge potentially endorsing Biden potentially as early as Monday before Super Tuesday. So now we have a we have a field, Justin, that's the former vice president, Senator Bernie Sanders, Mike Bloomberg's still in the race, Elizabeth Warren is still in the race. And, and those are really the, the four uh, I should it's Senator Amy Klobuchar and Tulsi Gabbard uh, are still in the race. How do you feel about that field going into Super Tuesday? Are, are there other candidates who should drop out prior to Super Tuesday? Who do you expect to drop out in, in the wake of Super Tuesday? And uh, and, and yeah, how, how, how do you feel this field is, is shaking out?
1: Yeah, so as we said, Biden's performance, I think, forces – almost all the moderate candidates out. So we see Buttigieg drop out. I think Klobuchar, I, she just doesn't have a path at this point. You know, She just hasn't gotten up yeah. to that top tier, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I hate to tell people to drop out. I mean, these folks um, you know, have been working very hard. They've been raising money. People are, are funding their campaigns. So I hate to tell people to drop out, but I think when I mean, you don't see a path forward, You know, it's really just causing chaos. So I think Buttigieg is out. Steyer's out. Uh, Klobuchar, it seems like she she's probably the next to go. Um, And really for somebody like Bloomberg, again, unless he has a outstanding Super Tuesday, I mean, really shines in Super Tuesday and and does things that nobody really necessarily expects him to do after Nevada. Then I think he too, uh, you get to the point where you—it's probably time to uh, to drop out. If you spent that much money on Super Tuesday and you don't just really uh, run things and 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 make a big change, then it's time to let those top two folks kind of go back and forth. I think Gabbard would fit into that too. The person I I think could hang on maybe after Tuesday. I don't necessarily think that she should is Elizabeth Warren. Um. again, she would have to put up some real good numbers to have a, a strong case. But I think she brings you know, she brings something to the conversation that some of them don't. I think, uh, you know, groups like Emily's, Emily's List and all those folks may want her to do another couple of debates because she kind of brings those issues up in a way that I don't think. Um, Bernie cares as much as much about some of those social issues as 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 much as uh, Warren seems to. And so she could hang on. But I think after Super Tuesday, unless somebody really shines that we don't necessarily expect to, it should be a a Bernie versus Biden race. Not saying that's necessarily going to happen. But I believe that the party, uh, the party is going to be pressing a lot of folks to, to, to get a, to get on out of there, uh, because the truth of the matter is they don't want the, the more people who stay in, the more it helps Bernie. And they don't want that to happen. And so uh, we, we'll see. But I think they'll be applying the pressure, uh, the carrot and the stick uh, to see to, to make sure that this becomes a, a two a two person race.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. You, you know, Justin, sometimes it's tough. You know, these campaigns don't want to uh, want to try and prevent uh, sort of the, the media or anyone else you know, including their supporters from, you know, smelling blood in the water. So they, they put out all these sort of elaborate reasons why, uh, you know, they're going to take this to the convention and there's no way they're dropping out and they see a path. Uh, you know, judges campaign was, you know, saying similar things, uh, uh, up until, you know, pretty close to their decision to drop out. Um, and so, you know, Warren, Warren's campaign manager put out, uh, A memo talking about uh, how they're going to take it to the convention and Warren saying that you know uh, in a way that you kind of believe and then you also really don't believe that you know she doesn't look at this as a political strategist she's here to you know advance a message and and you know she doesn't see any reason why she should stop doing that. Uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg's campaign said over the weekend that they that there's no way they're getting out that they will be, but, but that can all change. So, so quickly, (laughs) you know, you don't know what's a facade and then what, you know, especially with someone like Bloomberg who, uh, you know, can self fund, you know, exactly what, what does he, what is he serious about? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I do think super Tuesday is going to shake some things out. Uh, You know, one other just note is, you know, both Senator Warren and Senator Klobuchar's home states vote on Super Tuesday. So Minnesota and Massachusetts are up on Super Tuesday. And so there are some people who think, you know, they want to show strength in their home state. And then depending on how the rest of Super Tuesday drops out, at least they can, uh, you know, hopefully in their view, uh, you know, claim victory in their home state and sort of end off uh, on a high note. So that, that might be part of what's what's happening here as well makes sense we're gonna take uh, a break and when we get back we're going to talk about some international uh, news we're going to talk about a potential treaty between the u.s and the and the taliban this is the church politics podcast All right. Uh, We are back. This is the Church Politics Podcast. Justin, a a potentially historic peace deal uh, in Afghanistan has been reached with the Taliban, allowing withdrawal of U.S. troops. This deal includes, uh, potentially sets up the conditions for long-term peace. The Trump administration is saying that if, if if the Taliban lives up to its commitments, that it it um, that that's the track they hope to be on. The the deal is includes some provisions that I I think if if it was happening under a Democratic administration, not quite sure. Uh, Republicans w- would be uh, would be too happy. It includes the release of five thousand prisoners of, of of war. Essentially, it also allows for and sets the conditions for uh, a f- uh, a phased withdrawal from Afghanistan. Which, for those of you who remember these debates during the Obama administration, there was a whole lot of contestation about uh, not previewing. When you're withdrawing, because that leaves a vacuum for terrorists to sort of uh, go in. If you tell them when you're leaving, then then you know that that sort of uh, that that helps them uh, plan, and they wait for you to leave, and they they just jump uh, sort of right in and take control of things. But but this deal sets the conditions for a withdrawal. Negotiations will sort of continue in in coming weeks. And obviously, there will be a lot of attention paid to paid to whether both sides uphold their their end of the bargain. But we are almost in the twentieth year of this uh, war. It's a significant achievement for the Trump administration to uh, get this far in negotiating uh, with the Taliban. Now. This is all still playing out on the global stage. Pakistan is going to want to have its say. The Afghan president uh, has recently spoken into this to uh, su- suggest he has some issues with, uh, with elements of the deal, including the timeline for uh, the release of prisoners that, that was proposed. Uh, But but it is a is a a significant diplomatic achievement to be able to get to this this point. And obviously there will be a lot of debate. Justin, what's what's been your reaction to seeing this news?
1: Uh, I took it as good news. I think you make a good point that a lot of uh, of Republicans, especially your more hawkish Republicans, um, may have an issue with this based on the things that they were saying about Obama and, and kind of the posture that he was some of the positions that he was trying to take. But this has been a long, long war. I had a chance to look over the agreement, which was the it's called the agreement for bringing peace uh, to Afghanistan. And, and we just have to acknowledge, I mean, almost. Uh, 2,500 Americans have lost their lives over this. Uh, what 17 or whatever years that this has been going on? We spent about a trillion dollars on this. What is the longest world war in American history? And so something needed to to happen. It was just kind of a, a stalemate. Still very dangerous. Still be- very expensive. But nothing was uh, necessarily coming out of it that was uh, all that helpful. And so, yeah, I mean, when I see that when I see something moving, I mean, it's one of those things that will have to be monitored because you are making haven't making an agreement with a group that you really have. You don't have too much um, reason to trust to trust what they what they're saying, what they're doing. Uh, So that's what a lot of people be looking at. But let me go into a little bit of the history that that makes me come to that conclusion. Uh, And and not a whole lot of it, but just a little bit. Just so just so you know, um, the Taliban actually means student. And it's a group that was created in Islamic semin- seminaries in the early 1990s uh, in Pakistan, and they really started getting busy after w- the withdrawal of uh, Soviet troops. Their stated objective is to restore peace and security and uh, enforce Sharia law once they take power. So, in, so they were created around the early 1990s. By 1998, uh, they controlled almost 90 percent of Af- Afghanistan. Afghanistan, excuse me. The U.S. removed the Taliban from power in Afghanistan forcefully in 2001, Uh, but they slowly regained power and strength over time and uh, are now kind of characterizing themselves again as a legitimate uh, state actor. One of the things that I noticed in the agreement, Michael, was that. The United States made very clear that they do not see them as a a state, so they don't see them as completely a legitimate actor, even though they're kind of making an agreement with them. Right. Uh, They wanted to make that explicit that they did not see them as a legitimate kind of state actor. Um, And so you mentioned that you you have the release of prisoners. Uh, The deal is kind of based on four guarantees. and And Michael covered some of this, but I'll just just so you know, the four guarantees are this. Number one, that Afghanistan won't be used by any group as a host for terrorism. Uh, That the terror uh, that the Taliban uh, won't support terrorist organizations and will actually renounce Al Qaeda, which some people are saying may be a little more difficult than it sounds. Number two, that all foreign troops, again, will be will be withdrawn from Afghanistan. Three, that the Taliban and Afghanistan government will negotiate about the Taliban's role in the country. Uh, so power sharing. There's a big issue on women's rights, and you know, will the the gains that women have made since the the Taliban has been out of power will those stick or not? And so there'll be a conversation about that, and then there'll be a permanent ceasefire. Uh, and so those are kind of the guarantees uh, of this agreement. Uh, there, as you mentioned, there are already some disagreements by you know the leader of uh, Afghanistan about the release of the prisoners. The interesting thing about that, Michael, is that. The U.S. doesn't seem to be concerning itself with that as much. It sounds like we're good as long as the violence and the terrorism are contained. And uh, we're going to let Afghanistan and uh, the Taliban kind of handle all that other stuff internally, which is, you know, which is a a really big deal. The the other thing about the uh, about this agreement is it says a lot about the president's really just his. Uh, his outlook on you know foreign politics on 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 how he 's going to conduct himself on foreign policy uh, you know a lot of people a lot of progressives kind of still want to paint him as a hawk, but it 's just not true right that 's just not how he 's conducted himself when it comes to some of these uh foreign interactions and so that 's something we 'll have to deal with I, I think a lot of uh just as you said a lot of conservatives would have a lot of disagreement with that we 'll see if we actually see it and it comes out. Well, a lot of progressives probably should have a lot of agreement with with some of this. That's and right. We'll see if he that's gets right. credit for that.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, it was something else to see. Uh, you know, a leading talking point from Democrats was that this deal didn't uh, didn't you know uh, basically secure and advance women's rights in Afghanistan, which you you know a, a lot of folks would would just argue just isn't social policy just isn't in the purview of of the united states to impose on on other countries now of course there are others who believe that human rights should be you know more at the forefront of diplomacy but but it was interesting to see to see that be the primary response to a a potential peace deal ending a war that all of the Democratic candidates right now are saying we need to wind down. Yeah, and so and what, it, you know, it just it just speaks to that uh, both sides trying to impose on the other, you know, uh, a stereotype that may not may not really f- completely fit the case.
1: Yeah. And, and I just don't think that w- that's realistic. I mean, if if nothing else was clear from this these folks do not want us to impose anything on them culturally and i think it makes more sense for those those groups internally to have that conversation now we all hope that women's rights stick there but i don't think that would have been a good negotiating piece for the for uh for the u.s to kind of put in there because i just don't think it would have moved i don't think they're going to listen to us on on that on that uh issue
0: it's really interesting you know it'll be a you know, not not to make this you know about about politics, but this is a church politics podcast. <laughs> you know, obviously there's the there's a the foreign policy consideration. There's the consider you know how this is going to affect our troops, but just you know politically, it's it's you know worth worth noting if if this holds up. You know, it's it's uh, something that President Trump will be able to use to undercut uh, uh, quite a lot of. Uh, whoever the Democratic nominee's arguments will be, uh, when it comes to issues of war and peace, when it comes to foreign policy, just like as we've talked on this show before, some of the some of the ways that President Trump's foreign policy interventions or trade negotiations, what he's done on on the global stage, just hasn't turned out as negatively as some Democrats have seemed to suggest. It's 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 going to be an important piece of a the the political scene over the next eight months sure is look there there's so much more we could talk about on this episode and, and you know in three days there's going to be a whole new raft of of mm-hmm. issues that we that we could be talking about that will be entirely uh you know different based on uh what we know is ahead uh and so we'll we'll be back with a new episode Uh, uh, next week. Uh, Enjoy Super Tuesday, seeing the returns come in. We should have an even clearer picture of how this, how the Democratic nomination process is shaping up. Uh, Justin, do you have any final words?
1: I would just say this. Uh, I will be speaking at the Just Gospel Conference uh, this Friday. I'll be speaking in the morning right after Dr. Russell Moore uh, check that out because I think it will be live streaming. If you go to just gospel, I think it's justgospel.com. dot com. You can check that out. Awesome conference about Christians and justice and how we should uh, engage. So check that out on Friday if you get the chance. And as always, Ann camp, there is a cross that neither political conservatism nor progressivism is fit to bear. There's a civic hearing in need of faithful witnesses who love social justice and won't surrender the truth to be loved by the world politic with boldness and compa- and the compassion of Jesus Christ and camp until next time. We'll see you.
0: This episode was brought to you in part by the table podcast at Dallas theological seminary. Listen to rotating hosts, discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu podcast.